dad's about to rock, we salute you and we welcome you to the Bad to the Dad podcast with Coach Randy and Adam D. He's Coach Randy. I'm Adam D. Welcome to another bot podcast that could change your life at least for 40-ish minutes or so. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, first, I want to just thank our sponsors. Of course. Would that be okay, Adam D? Please. Uh, I want to thank Berman Branding, www.bermancs.com. Who offers a wide range? I'm talking about a wide range, just a wide range of consulting services, all designed to help you reach your potential. Uh, Rebecca Berman, thank you so much, Becky. And of course, we have Dr. Michael Warwick, mm-hmm. who is a consultant, and he has our YSCindex.com to help sports travel clubs create robust, engaging, high performance youth sports experience to help impact their, maximize their capability. Thank you to both our sponsors. Berman Branding and YSCindex.com. Bad to the Dad, follow us on social media. Instagram, it's at Bad to the Dad. Facebook, forward slash Bad to the Dad. And of course, our website, BadtoTheDad.com, where you can get just a wide array of background information on us, who we are, of course, our guests, upcoming guests. We now have a calendar. We have a calendar. On the website. Upcoming nice. episodes. Yeah. You could see uh, what guests are coming on and, and what might interest you and where you want to... You should always be tuning in, but... We are evolving. Tune? We're mm. evolving at Bad to the Dead. Yeah. You know, it's, it's nice. You know, we've got a nice collection of interviews now from dads from all different walks of life, and uh, and that's that's what the show's all about. A little variety in your dadding. Uh, and, hey, great episode today. Right. I'm excited to speak to Jason Gianni, touring musician. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a friend of mine going way, way back to my elementary school days, but uh, always been you know, very close with him and his family. And, you know, just uh, good to kind of uh, hit the pause button, catch up a little bit, and uh, find out what it's like to be a, a touring drummer and how he, how he got there, but also how that affects the family. You know, what I love is you've got the, the theme, rat-a-dad-dad. Yeah. This kind of rolls thing. off your tongue, right? Yeah. Rat-a-dad-dad. Well, I feel like if you're ever on a long train ride and you're mm-hmm. bored, just say rat-a-dad-dad. Rat-a-dad. It's a rat-a-dad-dad. I think uh, that was your idea. It's very clever. Yeah, listen. you got a few of them. Both of us. Both of us have something to bring to the table. Each here. has our strengths. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what makes the show so you know. lovable. That's why I wake up on Sunday mornings to record this thing with you. You know, and i got to tell you, with, uh, with Jason, I, I'm not sure there's going to be time, but... I hope we can scrub up some dirt on you. I mean, i got to find out some stories of what it's like, you know. It might be one or two little scraps. The young Adam D. Yeah, that you can use as blackmail somewhere down the road. <laughs> no, no, no. I would never blackmail you. It would be out in the public. Wide open. I would just use it to uh, have fodder on Bad to the Dead. Very nice. So we've got a fun guest. So let's get the dark stuff out of the way. I yeah. Feel like, I feel like we have to do this. It was it was a rough week for the male species this week. It really was. All um, right. I mean, to t- talk about it. I mean, yeah. It really so we, we had... Luke Perry, from 90210 fame, passed away at the age of 52 due to a stroke. Jan Michael Vincent, Airwolf. Airwolf, yep. Had a heart attack. Um, unknown causes for the wrestler King Kong Bundy, died King in 61. King Kong Bundy, right? Yeah, big dude, but um, you know, as of this broadcast, we still don't know how he went down. He's a big boy. And then Alex Trebek, of course the host of Jeopardy for you know, Pancreatic, three decades now. Pancreatic cancer, stage four. That one hurts. That one hurts. And then Tom Seaver, ah. of course, famous pitcher from the, the Mets one. and the yep. Reds, Hall of Famer, announcing that he has dementia and is going to be retiring from public life. So even long after he retired from baseball, he was a, a fixture in the baseball community. Speaking of Tom Seaver, I believe, I'm not 100% positive, but I believe he went to my high school in Denver, Colorado, Thomas no Jefferson High School. I'm almost positive oh. he graduated from there. He's one of the guys that uh, went on, so... 
it's like six de- six degrees from fame. Uh, from fame. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so very sorry to hear about that. Luke Perry. Let's talk about him because here was a, a young guy, uh, died of a stroke, and I've been doing a lot of research on stroke because it's something I'm I you know hypertension. I'm I'm trying to avoid that myself. It's the number two most common cause of death worldwide. The stroke. Strokes. Strokes, really? Strokes, yes. The number two. 800,000 people in the U.S. suffer strokes each year. 15 million people each year die from a stroke. You did your research, man. Yeah, well, you know, I feel like this is the bad to the dad care segment. Well, Luke Perry means something significant. I think many, um, not so much to me, I'm a few years older than you, but I think to you and I know with my wife in particular... It kind of hits you hard. It's funny because I was looking at all of the Facebook tributes, and of course, most of them were from females, yeah. right? Mom, you know, women who are moms now, and they're reminiscing about mm-hmm. how in the early '90s, Dylan McKay, played mm-hmm. by Luke Perry, was their first TV crush. Yeah, that was like their right? that was her TV boyfriend. Yep, and that is why they tuned in. Mm-hmm. And now here's a guy who he had the James Dean swagger, the devil may care attitude. He was a stud. He was uh, Brenda, played by Shannon mm-hmm. Doherty. Doherty. Yep, that was Shannon Doherty's character. That was uh, that was the boyfriend, and you, you just thought this guy he was going to live forever, and now he's 52. And guys out there, you know, we think we're immortal. We think we can lift heavy things. We think that there's stuff going on in our body that we can deal with. This is really my call to action to yeah. the bad to the dad community. Go and get yourself checked out. Have to. Because strokes are preventable. And high blood pressure, hypertension, which is usually a marker mm-hmm. of, of stroke. Every that, year. You got to get you got to go underneath the hood every year and check yourself out. It can you be managed. It Whatever can be managed. It is. You, you, take it, you take the moment where the doctor goes deep uh, and you take it where you need to. Uh, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, but you got to get those. You got to do the colonoscopies, which frankly... On a side note, mm-hmm. best sleep I've ever had. Best sleep. That's I've what ever they had. say. I haven't had one yet. I'm waiting till I'm fifty. I'm but... telling you, best sleep I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an experience that you want to have to do mm-hmm. once. Yes. You know, because you have to. But the truth is, you go and you do it. It's just you take care of yourself on an annual basis. Please get on the lift yes. and get yourself checked out. Nine zero two one zero. That that that's funny. Uh, you know, I I I again think that you know, for posting about Luke Perry, yes. Tributes to his acting career, but of course, uh, go go and do some some stroke prevention, some hypertension prevention if you can. So you didn't really watch that show. I did not watch the show. That was uh, I was a little too old at the time. It yeah. was not a show that I watched. I didn't really care too much for it. I knew about it. I know uh, as he passed this week, he actually was playing a dad mm. on a on a show that a lot of young kids watch. That I think Riverdale? It's called Riverdale. Yeah, you know, so sort of the Archie uh, vehicle. So you think about there's parents. Whose kids were probably watching the show and saw him as a dad figure, yeah. where they saw him as this teen kind of heartbeat, um, not heartbeat, um, heartthrob. Heartthrob. Yeah, he's looked like he aged pretty well you know, too. It's uh, it, it is it is it is something, and I think as we get older, those names start happening more frequently. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's fifty two. Yeah, I mean, that's so that just goes to show you, it could happen to anyone. That is in my wheelhouse, right there. Got to get yourself checked out. I used to watch nine hundred two and zero, not for the reasons you would think. I didn't watch it for Jenny Garth, who was cute. Really, I didn't watch it for Shannon Doherty. Well, she was the mean one, right? Uh, she, yes, she was. Yeah. Maybe I watched it for Tiffany Amber Thiessen in the later years. Yeah. But I actually watched it for um, Ian Ziering. Well, he's he's from South Orange, wasn't he? Uh, West Orange. West Orange. Yeah, he's yeah. from where we, we yeah. do this podcast. Yeah. 
But uh, I love the Steve Sanders character played by Ian Ziering because I don't even know. He he was always the schemer. Okay. He always had like I, I can get us into the best parties. Mm. I can make us the best money. He always roped some <laughs> some unsuspecting. Sounds like a West Orange kind of person. Yeah. I, I don't know, but I just the, the way he played it. I, I thought he had the most character depth from beginning of the episode mm. to the end of the episode. Mm. And when the scheme kind of blew up in his face, mm-hmm. yeah, the tears would start coming uh-huh. and he'd start to panic. And they're like, oh, where's confident Steve Sanders now? <laughs> I can see where you can relate to that. Look at you in your multicolored early yes. 90s pastel button-down shirt. Feather look. Yes. Made of silk. <laughs> yes. Made of silk. So that's, you know, that, those are the, the warm and fuzzy memories from 90210 that I remember. But uh, yeah, of course, uh, Luke Perry, may he rest in peace and may you all go out and get yourselves checked out. I missed you this past week. I got to be honest with you. Same here. You know, uh, I, I loved interviewing Noah Goldberg. Great job. I, I got to tell you, fantastic work. Loved hearing work. his story and uh, can't wait to get back to his restaurant. But I tell you, there was a point where I'm looking across my guest yes. for the cues from yes. my partner, uh-huh. Coach Randy Nathan. And uh, not only were there no cues, but there was no partner. And uh, yeah, there's something about that. that I felt I felt you know? a little, I felt bare as I was Ooh. editing the uh, the track because it was a very nice conversation. And there's moments I'm like, that's the moment I would say something. Yes. You know, so if you recall, you were, you know, again, wonderful. Noah, sweet guy. Uh, Wanted to see his restaurant. Maybe he could get him to sign a, a menu for us and send it to oh, us. Oh, that's a good idea. Uh, but there's a moment where you talked about mountain trout. And I remember talking, like, I don't think there's anything such as mountain trout. Only to be proved in that moment that I was right. It's not mountain trout. It is... Rainbow trout. Rainbow trout. Yeah. And that's the moment I would have probably jumped in the conversation and gone. Yeah. Well, we felt your presence. So that's kind of the moments. we didn't hear your voice. Right. And, you know, again, it just goes to show you that uh, we uh, we miss each other. We're Sometimes we're not as great as our, our single I parts. Mean, We've got to put to our parts yang, together. Yeah. You know, the salt yeah. to my pepper. Yeah. Um, the sun, but the, the air to my wings, you know, hmm. sand to my feet. I keep on going, I, but I, I think we're... I never heard that one before. The toilet paper to my nose. Oh, ah. okay. I wasn't sure. You misdirected me. You know, but Always I, clever. Yeah, Always, Always clever. clever. But I did. I, I missed you, and uh, so good to have you back yeah, mm-hmm. here in the studio. We're going to have a great show. Um, you sure are. But I, I got to circle back for a second, because I found myself this week, uh, not to give away too much information and create too much of a, a visual here, taking a shower. Yeah, and there I was in the shower. Well, you said that you already felt bare. Yeah, so I felt now bare. You, now I, here's where you were. So now you really feel a little bare, right? And so I'm, I'm shaving, right? But mm-hmm. the hand, the, the handle of my razor, not working so well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'm trying to put the handle, and I've got two stories here that are just gonna, just gonna blend into each other, right? Where I'm trying to put the handle back on, and the razor's not fixing so well. It's not holding. I and that. I tried doing that. It's not working. And I'm, I'm giving you the visuals here. Mm-hmm. So I look up and I see my wife's razor. Now, oh. so I'm thinking, I remember Adam was talking about this, but this is a little different now because it's my wife's razor. Have you ever seen your wife? I mean, just, I mean, I'd imagine you've seen a, a, a female looking razor. Oh, yes. Right? The Venus. The, right? <laughs> which I love the it's, word Venus. because, <laughs> Especially in the shower, right? Especially in the shower, right? It's pink and it's white <laughs> yes. and it has, and who, it actually I, is shaped like a woman. It is. It is very ways, much right? like a woman. And... And why you would call the Venus is beyond me, but I think it's all about well, marketing. we're talking about it, so clearly. Exactly. Uh, uh, it's brand marketing, yes. right? So I look at her Venus, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> and... It has like this, I don't know, this kind of tube around the, the, the razor, and it's like that lotion, yes, and, he, it does. and he kind of smells it, and I'm thinking, you know, do I go there? 
Mm-hmm. Do I go there and use her razor mm-hmm. to shave my face? I already know the answer to this question. And I thought long and hard, or do I sit here and struggle mm-hmm. with my razor to get my razor to work? And I thought about it, I don't know, felt like forever, but I'm laughing at myself. In the shower. In the shower. Because okay. I can picture myself going, if there's a camera on me, people watch me like, dude, just use the razor. You know, no big deal. But I'm like, there's no way I can use the razor because I don't want to smell like elderberry. Ah, uh huh. Because of lotion. Something I'm more feminine. More feminine, right? Uh-huh. So I, in that moment, I struggle. You know, I fix it some way and I, I man up, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I use my razor. Um, and I'm done. So I'm kind of proud of myself. Yeah. I thought for sure you're grabbing a Venus. Well, I, I love grabbing Venus, but this is what happens the next day. For those of you just joining, it is a razor. <laughs> it is a razor. Uh, so I did, not, I did not grab the Venus in that moment. Uh, and so the next day, I take care of the razor issue. Right? I'm now showering, and I discover I have no soap. Oh, no soap radio. No soap. Oh. I have no soap. And then I start panicking. Because I can makeshift a razor, but you can't makeshift soap. No. How do you conjure that up? I don't. And what do we have sitting on the corner? Body wash. Mm. What kind of body wash, Coach Randy? Elderberry, acai, soy milk. The whole farm, right? The whole, the whole farm. And it smells... Fruits, fruits, nuts, and cream. And I'm literally laughing at myself saying, I got I just got to bring this up. Because the thing is, with a bar of soap, you can soap yourself up without yeah. a towel. Yeah. Because I'm a man, and that's how you got mm-hmm. the bar of soap, and you go... And so now you have body wash. And if you just put body wash on your hand, mm-hmm. it doesn't stick to your yeah, body. It sort it's, of dissolves. It's right? like it's like other kind of liquid in your hand that yeah. kind of just kind of goes off. I've been there. You've been there, right? And so what do you do? You look down and you find that little fluffy I think they call it a loofah or loofah, whatever or it is, the, right? Uh, yeah. And it's pink. Yeah. And I realize that I now have to use my wife's loofah with her wonderful smelling rose and fluorescent yeah. body wash. How did it work out for you, Coach? Well, uh, as you can imagine, um, I did it. Uh, you can't really wash your face so much with, with, with the, uh, the loofah. Mm. Uh, but I uh, I did it. I would think that the body wash would get stuck in the blades well, of the Venus. No, it, the, I, didn't, I didn't shave you know, with the Venus. I just kind of washed my body. Oh, okay. It was your body. It was just you my body. Using it as a I was using cream. it as shaving cream. Okay. But I will tell you, as I went into my Netherlands, yeah. I found it rather... The Holland of the body, I understand. The Rather enjoyable. I had never yeah, used a, uh, did. a loofah. Yeah. How long was the shower, Randy? <laughs> In hindsight, probably not too long, but long oh, enough okay. for me to notice mm-hmm. the, the, the tingling sensation that Ooh. one might feel yeah. when you have this wonderful elderberry-scented rose scent so, soap yeah. mm-hmm. on your body yeah. as you wash your Netherlands. And as you reach behind and you want to make sure you get the good scrub, i got to tell you, I don't think those parts had ever been clean as well as that day. That sound you hear, Randy, mm-hmm. is the sound of many men listening to our podcast, mm-hmm. clicking out, running to their shower, looking for a tingly body wash. I'm telling you, I would throw it down. I would mm-hmm. throw it down. In as much, yeah. and I'm, 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 I'm going to be honest here, I forgot to put a bar of soap in the next day. Purposely, though. I don't know if it was purposefully, yeah. but I think subliminally. I enjoyed it. Yeah. We call this showering without shame. Right? So, um, you know what I did? Tell me. I didn't think twice next time. I grabbed the loofah. Lathered. And I went I went deep. Mm-hmm. I went big time. Was it as good the second time, Randy? I got to tell you, I was somewhat disappointed. Oh. Because you I never knew, forget your first. Well, because I knew it was coming. Not literally and figuratively, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I knew it was going to happen, and yeah. so 
I didn't get the same sensation. Uh-huh. I think I still smelled good. Of course. But I now have a bar of soap back in, back to my routine. But felt it was important to share to the bad of the Dan Nation that uh, when you find yourself in a, in a moment of weakness, it's not so much a weakness as mm. an opportunity to learn how to express yourself. Open your mind and, and other parts other that parts. are being cleaned in but a shower. I highly recommend the loofah in the... Uh, Shower that technique that you that used? technique yeah. and I yeah. I think it was because it was almost like the, the Karate Kid. I was doing you know it was there was a wax little on. wax on uh-huh. wax off yeah paint the fence I like paint the fence yeah. uh-huh. right paint the fence and then I tried sand the floor mm-hmm. um, as long as you didn't get yourself up into a crane position in that shower no there was no crane position but I I really enjoyed sand the floor sand okay and uh, I think it was just the small circles yeah. so you able to get yourself back up after I got myself floor? back up uh-huh. and in a very positive I had a heck of a day. And I attribute it to the loofah and my wife's. So, just want to share that with Remarkable you. Remarkable discovery. Because at Bad to the Dad, we keep you clean. We care. We care. And we keep you clean. We keep you clean. We're Bad to the Dad. Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. The podcast that celebrates... The suburban dad life. And we've got a suburban dad coming on our show who dads locally but works globally. And he is studio and touring drumming musician Jason Gianni. Very excited to, to meet him. I know you guys have been friends for a long time. Uh, first, you do an incredible job with our guests. I mean, uh, it seems as each week comes along, it just, uh, it's more interesting, more engaging. Uh, I, the guests we've had so far really quite spectacular and you got Jason now it's it's variety mm-hmm. you know, we got a musical guest mm-hmm. we've had comedians mm-hmm. we've had comic-con dad we had, we had a, boxer. a boxer we had Leo on yeah. so really just trying to keep it fresh mm-hmm. something for everybody mm-hmm. you know we realize not every podcast will be mm-hmm. interesting for everyone mm-hmm. except of course you know the stuff that we absolutely do absolutely, I mean, do. absolutely. You know, how could that not be entertaining absolutely but you know I think when it comes to guests you, you got to mix it up a little bit and I think the beauty of living where we live is that there's so many interesting people that live near us that could come in as studio guests. Is there a particular question you want to ask? Ask Jason. Yes, I want to get to the heart of the SpongeBob SquarePants ah. song. So Jason, yeah, was the studio drummer on the original SpongeBob SquarePants SquarePants. Easy for me to say theme song. Mm-hmm. Are you ready, kids? Uh, so I want to find out how he landed that gig. How does one get that? I mean, it sounds so so random, so arbitrary. That to me, that I mean, that is like you've immortalized yourself, yeah. right? Because SpongeBob will always be on somewhere in the world. Mm-hmm. So to to hear your music being played, even though you're kind of anonymous as a musician on on a theme song, I think that's pretty cool. I want to get to the heart of that. I think it's a great idea. I'm uh, looking forward to hearing from him. And uh, not only is he this musician, I mean, I, I don't even know. I mean, has, he, has he been a musician his own life? I mean, did you know yeah, that when he was yeah, a kid? Yeah, pretty much. He, he studied music education and mm-hmm. still teaches and is still mm-hmm. involved in music education. But uh, he's just a lucky guy because he is doing what he's super passionate about, and that is playing percussion and playing drums in a variety of different bands, including the Ultimate Queen Celebration. And what's what's hotter than Queen right queen now? Queen is on Nothing fire. Nothing is hotter than Queen. My kids love Queen. I love Queen. So uh, we're going to have a good time with him. We're going to have uh, loads of fun. We're going to catch up, and uh, we're bad to the dead. We, we, we are do. very lucky to have Jason Gianni Woo! on our show today. Jason is Jason, a, not just a 
a working musician. He's legit. But a touring musician. Yes, like yeah. a, an he's, authentic he's a musician. Yes, and he is about to embark on a, a global tour with the ultimate Queen celebration. Jason, thanks Hello. so much for taking the time. There's no live studio audience, so we have to clap on your clap behalf. for you. After, we, we, we add the laughter in. You, didn't, laugh, you, yeah. didn't, you didn't bring the studio on. <laughs> I'm leaving. I'm out of here. It's the whole moving the clock ahead. Yeah, we just couldn't get them up in time. I, you know, I, I got in my car today, and I'm like, I'm like, oh my god, I'm an hour early. Yeah, but then, then I'm like, wait, that didn't work with my, my, you know, thank God for cell phones. Yes. Right? And I never set my my analog to. watch back because it's just to. I don't know how to do it. Well, eventually it's you too catch much up. Time. Eventually you catch up. Yeah. So you just know. That's good. So great to see you again, Thank you Jason. For having me, guys. It's great so to see you. You guys went to school together, right? We did. We did. Yeah. We, we uh, actually uh, from elementary school. Yeah. On. Really? Yeah. yeah school, we baby. Each other a long time. Oh, I yeah. like some good stories out of you guys. Uh, yeah. I want to learn a lot about this guy over here. He's got. Uh, he's always some skeletons. Been, Open book. His family's wonderful. He's always been sweet. Uh, he, he's, you know, as he's gotten older, things have yeah. changed. But uh, you know. We do feel yeah. bad for him. Uh, ever since the accident. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. If it was an accident, it's because I was meeting you. Yes. <laughs> was that the accident? Yeah, that, that's that's what it stems from. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's make this more about Jason Rennie than us, oh, because oh, we could go on for yes, days. we could go I'm on I'm not for that, days. That, that, that interesting. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll find I, out. I, oh, we'll contrary. <laughs> First, this yes, whole dear. professional drumming thing. Yes, sir. How, how doth one get into professional drumming as you have? Uh, well, um... <clears throat> Well, kind of like you said, and, and without joking around, I mean, it's been a lifelong thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is a, when you're a musician, it's, we say it's a, it's, a, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint to the finish, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, as you know, in uh, way back in Collins, uh, mm -hmm. I was in school, school band and, you know, went through the whole, you know, musician, uh, you know, high school thing of being in all state band, marching band and this type of band. And that's my band, taking lessons and all that sort of stuff. And then I went through school and I had six years of schooling, so I have a master's degree in music. And, mm -hmm. But you get your master's? Penn State. Penn State? Underground. 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 We are underground. Well, that's how most we musicians start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how yeah. most musicians yeah. start. Yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, under uh, uh, Undergrad uh, was Delaware, and I went to Penn State for a master's. I purposely did universities because I wanted to make sure that even though I was getting classically trained, that I wanted to make sure that I had degrees. Was, uh, it, always the, was it always the drum? It was, it was yeah, it was... It's a little hard to explain if you're not a musician, but it, it, for a percussionist, a lot of times you go to school and you learn the classical side yeah. of things. So it's marimba and timpani yes. and grass yeah. cymbals and all that. The orchestra. Music, you know, theory, orchestra, orchestral yeah. stuff. Yeah. And, oh, that's right. You're, 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, your family was musicians. And then, uh, and then, and then uh, um, I, I actually had an assistantship to Penn State. Mm -hmm. I was teaching drum set while I was there. So nice. I was the drum set mm. teacher while I was getting my master's in orchestral percussion. Did you ever do the triangle? I <laughs> Talk to my wife. It's the biggest joke in our house. <laughs> Every yes. percussion yeah. should start yeah. on the triangle. Yeah, I think it, that's where you begin is on the triangle. Well, yeah. I, I think it's like you know the whole Mr. Miyagi thing. Yes. Before, no, yeah. before you go fight Cobra Kai, yes, you got to start somewhere. Yeah. Wax on, wax, wax off. off. Play Tri the triangle. triangle on, triangle off. Yes, exactly. yeah, so yeah, been, yeah. So now I can do this in, in any forms of life. This meaning. Hitting the triangle, and then we move up to cowbell. Yeah, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And we need, we always need more cowbell. Always more, more yeah. cowbell. I have that shirt, right? by the way. Yeah. And then, is, and then is it tambourine? Uh, many, ta many a tambourine. Yeah, just blocks and bells, blocks and there's a whole bells. progression. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. there's yeah. legitimacy to your training. Oh yes, your authentic master's. What was your thesis in? Uh, it was called the. Um, this, is, this will put you to sleep. You should start snoring now. The role of the timpani uh, during the romantic period of classical music. 
So basically, well, I, I can I, see the jump to be that music and what you do now. I, I can see where that jump comes from in terms of the romantic. I've heard, yeah. I've heard a lot of timpani. And by the way, another word or another phrase for timpani is, of course, the kettle drum. Yes. Oh, very good. I've heard it in a lot of metal songs. Yes. Like Disturbed. Yeah. Their cover of Sound of Sound Silence, Silence has, yeah. has timpani. They did this yeah. whole orchestral version yeah, of love that. Sound yeah. of Silence. It's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you hear the timpani. Yeah. Yeah. And it, you yeah. see it getting loved. <laughs> um, yeah, that's actually, to be honest with you, my. Uh, my training in, in orchestral percussion and orchestral music in general has resulted in me wanting to do so much now with rock band slash orchestra, uh -huh. which is my involvement with the Trans-Siberian Orchestra yep. and, and uh, Mark Wood now in violin, who's TSO's violinist forever and, and that sort of thing. So it's cool playing, you know, all this great stuff with 160 string players yeah. around you. It's really, so this is so so I, I'm sorry, I'm just fascinated yeah, yeah. by, because uh, music is my family. Yeah. Uh, my dad, musician, he taught music. Mm. Um, he was uh, in Colorado, you know, where East, Earth, Wind, and Fire yeah. uh, all started. So, um, music. My brother was a musician. Uh, what was it for you at the moment that you knew, right? Because with him, and at the moment he said, "Ah, oh, I'm a musician." What was it like? I mean, how did you know? Are you talking about I've made it as a musician? No, no, no. It's not about, this, this, yeah, this is what I want to do. This, this is what, what I want to do. Yeah. Um, I, you know, there's so many. Again, going back to you know uh, this being a marathon, right? Mm -hmm. uh, there's so many steps in life that is like it's like the mile markers of the marathon, right? Mm -hmm. So there wasn't like one time where I'm like, I want to be a musician. It was just like you know when I was three, I was playing on pots and pans in my mom's kitchen, mm -hmm. and I and and I was leading the nursery school. Uh, or, uh, you know, um, kids marching around the nursery school, you know, with the little drum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Right. Yeah. For marching yeah, and, 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 you know, then the teacher would say to my mom, I don't know how he's doing it, but he's three years old and he's playing the marching drum and he's keeping rhythm and he's, and my mom's like, I don't know, you know. And, and I actually didn't even start, I started playing piano first at okay. nine. Okay. And then, and then Who, whose idea was to play piano? I'm sh sorry? Whose idea was to play uh, piano? I was doing it myself. I just kind of sat down and was like, and then my cousin is a classically trained pianist and, mm -hmm. and, uh, and he said to my mom, he goes, you gotta get this kid listens. And my mom said, how are you doing this? I said, I don't know. And I find out later I have a perfect pitch and I'm just like watching MTV and I'm like playing the songs off of MTV and it, it, it's just like... Pretty natural, I think. No, that's and I didn't really know like I wanted to be a musician. I think maybe one of the first times I, I, I it was kind of like, whoa, was I, I saw Kiss in 1979 or something or 1980, right? And, and That's when um, they were all still together. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, when there was like the normal band. Well, sort of normal. And Ace's guitar is on fire and all that kind of thing. That was the deal to grow up to, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was amazing, yeah. you know, and I think it was just one of those realities that, like, like, yeah, that's that's kind of what I want to do, mm -hmm. you know. I, I, again, I, you're nine; you're not really saying yeah. that, you know. Most people at that age, you're like, I want to be a fireman or some crap like that, you know. But I, I that was like, you know, that was kind of like the the. That was the door opening into like the, the world of oh I want to listen to music and I want to get into more bands yeah. and that sort of thing and then eventually it was discovering Russian progressive bands and things uh, like that you know real musician type oriented bands but um but you know I I know it's it's a hard question to answer because there was no time where it was just so like bam. there was yeah. no yeah. Yeah. Where it yeah. just dropped on you yeah exactly. it, just, it just made yeah. sense that yeah. that's just how you were yeah because you know. At three, this kind of just was your... So obviously you had a lot of support in your family. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. My my parents, there was never a day where my parents said, don't do this, or go into dad's business. My dad was in uh, finance on Wall Street. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it, was, it was it was almost kind of a joke around our house. He's mm -hmm. you know, kind of like, no, you're, you're not getting into that. <laughs> You've had tremendous success globally. You've interacted with a lot of great bands. Mm -hmm. You know, I think 
SpongeBob mm -hmm. is 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 where you've peaked. Uh, yeah. you know, some might say you peaked too early. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> you're kidding. Probably but right. you're, no, no. But you're you're, you're you're it's funny. You're you're a hero to kids and, and and adult kids like Randy and I. And probably most most of those SpongeBob fans don't even don't yeah. even know it. They right. don't even realize it. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the SpongeBob project. Okay. So I'll tell you the whole story so everybody understands from beginning to end. Well, first of all, I moved to San Francisco when I, in '96. And I didn't really want to move out there. The only reason why I went out there is my wife was doing her schooling out there. Okay, so, so she was you getting... Follow, you followed her to San Francisco? I followed her to San Francisco. Okay. She was doing her master's. What ended up happening was, you know, one thing led to another, led to another, and we stayed 10 years. But one of the things that I ended up doing that really kept me in town for a while is that I, um, I was really seeking out session work. And primarily, in, predominantly in commercials and TV. Hmm. I started to seek out these type of studios in San Francisco. And I, long story short, I ended up uh, uh, hooking up with a studio called Hank Smith Music, who is called now Music Orange. And they are—they were the leader of like the commercial recording industry of this type of stuff in hmm. that area. And uh, when they met me, I, I, it was really honestly just a cold call. And I walked in and they said, listen, we are, we are looking for someone like you. And I said, well, you know, call me. And sure enough, two days later, I got a call. And they said, hey, can you record for something for Showtime? And I'm on the phone. I'm pointing my wife. I'm like, Showtime. Uh, <laughs> and uh, wait, wait, wait to hear this. It ends up being a softcore porn. <laughs> it was actually very innocent in the way that the music was very like, uh, it, it wasn't like, you know, what you hear today and like what we see sometimes, you know, but it was very, very, very sort of like, it was almost like Sade, you know, yes. kind of, you know, <laughs> you know, like Bossa Nova kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and it was funny because I recorded it and it was like, okay. And, and, uh, and, uh, at one point, I turned on the TV and it was on. I was like, "Yep, that's that's what that's, the, you know? that's when you so, arrive." Yeah. Well, I didn't. I, uh, <laughs> Showtime after dark. Showtime after dark. <laughs> the first time. Board. The first time I kind of arrived in that respect was a was it a Zuzu commercial that was airing like nonstop, yeah. and I would wake up in the morning and I turn and I turn on the TV and I hit my wife. She'd be like, "What? I'm sleeping." I'm like, "It's on again," you know. And I got like, "That's me." So that's uh, yeah. So, cool. so um, honestly, uh, without joking. Uh, SpongeBob was just uh, an average call. Just yeah. to, you know, hey, we got something for you. Uh, it's going to be on Nickelodeon, and so the, the, the owner of the studio was good friends with Steven Hillenburg, who just recently passed away. Yeah. Um, and uh, he said, "There's this pilot that's going on Nickelodeon. Um, it's going to be the theme song." Uh, and, and the thing that I thought in my head that was really cool is I'm trying to get a hold of companies and, and people in the industry to tell them what type type of work I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And what I said to myself was, oh, cool, I could finally tell people what time I'm on. You know, because it's going to be like a theme oh, song. Yeah, it's right? a commercial. Yeah. It's a commercial. Yeah, commercial, you, you never know, yeah, right? Yeah. But now I could say, listen, if you tune in on Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock on Nickelodeon, mm -hmm. there's this, you know, there's this cartoon that's going to be on. Of course, at the time, we had no idea what this yeah. was going to be like and how successful Did you know it was be. called SpongeBob? Uh, no, no. As a matter of fact, they go, it's this theme song for Nickelodeon. I said, okay, okay. So I show up. And and the if you see you've seen the beginning obviously yes, Sponge, SpongeBob exploding and the whole yes. thing and everything <laughs> and and the music is not on there but it, the, the, you know they had just like a bass line or something mm -hmm. and and a click track and 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 the music is on uh, the uh, the the thing is rolling and I'm like what the hell am I doing <laughs> like you know a sponge wearing underwear like what, what, what? I, mean, I, don't, I don't remember getting high I remember I, I walked here sober right? yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> I think yeah it's hard to watch yes, SpongeBob right. yeah. with a clear head yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Am, I, am I in a dream did I wake up yet you know? <laughs> so uh, and um, 
we recorded it, and um, and I actually helped record the timing of, of the when the first commercial when the uh, when the cartoon first went on. There was an introduction of SpongeBob with him blowing a big bubble that said Nickelodeon and exploded, and then it went into the theme song. So I I did both of those, and that aired for about a year, and then of course SpongeBob has, has been on consistently. A um, couple weeks later, it goes on TV, and the the first time I knew it was really big. Mm-hmm. This is kind of a funny story. Where I don't remember why I was there, but I was at some sort of water park. Mm-hmm. I was with my wife and maybe some friends. I think maybe we had family in town that were younger mm-hmm. or something like that. I just I, I can't remember. Anyway, so we're at the bottom of one of those huge slides, and I got my towel on, and we're just sitting there, and there's music blasting, like you know, somewhere near me, and I hear my cymbals. Like my crashes, like right, you know, not the music, but I hear my cymbals because the cymbals. And I keep turning yeah. around and I keep going like but this. But those are Giambi cymbals. Yeah, yeah. That's not just any cymbals. Not, these are Giambi. Yeah. You, you can pick those out a mile away. Yeah, yeah, out a while. The cocktail so, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, they were done with such care. <laughs> Wait, that's me. Uh, yeah, those are my cymbals. And, and I'm going, I'm, I'm, I'm going, I'm, 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 I'm either hearing my actual sound or I'm hearing the pattern that I was playing. Something, something was kicking in, like what, you know, that kind of thing, and. My wife's like, what, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'll be right back. So I walk over, and uh, one of the the, the, uh, the rides or whatever, you know, there's also rides there, is blasting the theme to SpongeBob. <laughs> and this is only like six weeks into the cartoon being <laughs> yes. on. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> like, this is going to be, like, kind of crazy, you know. So this is going to be big. So sure enough, um, after about... They, you know, the pilot is hugely successful, and the cartoon's successful, and they renew it for whatever, and it just takes off, and and I start seeing towels, and I start seeing all this merchandise, and my wife surprised me a year later. She she gives me a CD, and she's like, it's the SpongeBob. It's called SpongeBob Highlights or SpongeBob SquarePants Highlights, and it's got a bunch of songs from the show, and the first song is the theme song, and of course it's me on there, and she goes, it's the number one. Oh my god! This cartoon Dude, that in the is world. so, it's so yeah, cool. And, and so. now, now what's going through my head is I'm not getting any credit. For yeah, this. So I nobody say, knows who yeah. yeah, where's the residual? What's yeah. going on? So you know, if you know anything about commercial work, you either sign a union contract, which uh-huh. is residuals, yeah. or you get a, 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 a lump sum. A lump sum. Yeah. You know. Um, no. And yeah, and sure enough, it was the lump sum, yes. and it wasn't very lump. Yeah, <laughs> it but was very, credit. very summy. Uh, yeah, it was a very low amount, but <clears throat> you know that's kind of the nature. I mean, that's what happens yeah. with a lot. If you ever go back and listen to like, you, 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 if you ever talk to like someone like Steve Gadd, who recorded mm-hmm. for like yep. you know Paul Simon, yeah, or, you yeah, know, these sure, mega yeah. mega hits, same kind of thing. So yeah. you never knew that that drum part was going to be one of the most iconic drum yeah. parts in the yeah. world, yet he got a session fee for yeah. it. Who knew? Lives in a pineapple under the sea. That was going to be a big deal. SpongeBob. There you go. So, but yeah. nobody knows who lives in 1600 Pennsylvania <laughs> Avenue. You know about the pineapple, but not who's <laughs> the tree. Oh, it's so, the world we live in. Yeah, there you so go. If you want to hear a crappy musician story, <clears throat> oh, I'll tell you I that. do, I do. Right, crappy musician story. Crappy musician. Crappy musician. Hey, perfect. You say crappy musician, and I'm here. That's exactly um, <clears throat> this is the honest to goodness truth. Uh, 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 okay, so uh, three years after SpongeBob gets recorded, it's obviously it's the biggest cartoon in the world. Blah 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 everything. Um, I'm watching TV and I or, or I'm on the internet or something like that. Uh, again, the internet has not completely taken off by now, so I'm, I don't remember how I really saw this. But uh, a commercial goes on for a SpongeBob movie. All right, so it's the first SpongeBob movie, mm-hmm. and 
you know, eyebrow crinkles and, and I'm like, huh. So I call the studio and the, the owner, his name is Blaze. I said, Blaze, um, do you know anything? There's no better name of a studio yeah, He's from Blaze. Jersey, too. The funny of course thing. he is. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's your name? Uh, Blaze, baby. Um, <laughs> Self-appointed. A-I-S-E, though. No, not A-Z. Oh, so. So it's a little more... A little more well, guard. <laughs> a little more formal. So, uh, I imagine what this guy looked like. Actually, very, very normal. Very greatest yeah. guy in the world. I love him. That's a good friend of mine. Anyway, I said, listen, um, did you know anything about the SpongeBob movie? I said, no. I said, I just saw an ad for it. He goes, who's doing the theme song? And I said, I don't know. So I did a little more research, and I go, it's Avril Lavigne. And he goes, huh. uh, okay. He goes, hang on a second. Let me let me make a couple calls. So he calls his reps at ASCAP, uh, or BMI, or something. I forget who's, who's with. I think he's ASCAP. And he goes, um, but I'm not doing Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> no, it's BMI. <laughs> oh, I couldn't resist. I had BMI. <laughs> and he said, BM. Anyway, um, to, uh, oh yeah, the PG thirteen. Sorry, yeah, glad we're uh, bringing back to nineteen eighty five. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Oh, you'll yeah. see. I'm the most Im- immature person. In the world. <laughs> um, uh, we got two guys in there probably, you know, be pretty competitive. Yeah, about but that. we gotta keep it PG. Yes. I mean, if we didn't keep PG, you see, I'd be insane. Or BM. Or BM. 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 Yes. BM. Uh, so uh, he says, um, "When was the last time you heard SpongeBob?" I was. I looked at my watch. Like, yeah, fifteen minutes ago. You know. He goes, "Is that you still playing?" And I go, what are, you, what are you talking about? You're the one that recorded, you're the one that wrote the theme song. Of, co- of course, it's us. It's, you know. And he goes, you sure? And I said, yeah, yeah. And he says, well, okay, so Viacom owns Nickelodeon and MTV mm-hmm. and all that. You guys know Viacom, right? Viacom, he says, there are two versions of the theme song. The original one that we did and the one that they're using. And I go, well, what does that mean? And he goes, I don't know. But somewhere along the line, they probably did something to it, added an instrument, did a remix, something, mm-hmm. and that's the one when they're they... using everywhere, so that they don't have to give rate, you know, anything to anybody. Uh... And I, and I go, isn't that illegal? illegal. <laughs> and he goes, yes. And I go, do you want to bring that up? He goes, are you going to be able to fight fight Viacom? Do you have the money to do that? I'm like. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, it's one of those musician stories where you, you just kind of go, all right, well, this is my calling card. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is what I'm, one of the things I'm known for. Yeah. I got to just kind of leave it on the shelf yeah. there. Ah, and yeah. a nice big punch to your ego yeah. and yeah. all your work so, and all the crisp. You know what? Yeah. He, he's still rolling. He's, he's still, still rolling. Bad to the Dead. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're talking to Jason Gianni on, on Bad to the Dead. You are. And you've been involved now in this project called the Ultimate Queen Celebration for a while. You're mm-hmm. about to embark on a, a big tour in April. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about this because there's nothing bigger than Queen right now. Right. Like Bohemian like his love Queen. I mean, yeah. We're all yeah. Queen. I mean, it's yeah. amazing. I can't stop downloading Queen music. <laughs> I mean, there are songs I I just remembered that they did oh, yeah. that, that are now on my playlist. So. Yeah, the Queen Celebration. You know, uh, ironically enough, um, Queen's Greatest Hits in, like, 83 was, yeah. like, one of the first records I ever bought my own money and, like, listened through over and over and over and over again at, at Sleepaway Camp, and they called me, like, the music kid. And I, and I wasn't... What camp did you go to? Uh, Owego. Ah, camp Owego. Yeah, yeah, camp yes. Owego up yes. in Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. brother did a, a yeah. summer there. Yeah. Did he really? Just one. Oh, that's, that's, that's me too. Just yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> and... Um, uh, but it was uh, it wasn't a cassette tape. It was an actual album, LP. Yeah, it was. It, I, I had it on LP. I bought it on LP, yeah. and I you know I recorded it to tape. Yes, and I brought it with me with you know the the eject, you know the plastic eject yes. thing. Yes. You know and you know. And flat. you put the you put the recorder right next to the speaker, and you press 
Play yeah, but it's probably that good, that yeah. good of a yeah, quality, yeah. right? Yes. <laughs> you know, Jason, I, I believe that was illegal too. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Pirating, pirating records, that, well, reproducing. No good, right? yeah. yeah, well, you know, I'm not owned by Viacom. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> good point. Good point. So, um, a little queen. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, this is somewhat of a little bit of a long story, but I'll, I'll kind of try to shrink it down as much as I possibly can. So, first of all, uh, what you have to understand is that it's headed up and stars by a guy by the name of Mark Martell. Yeah, he's amazing. Which is, you know, he's the best singer I've ever seen and played with in my life, in any genre, anything. I mean, he is such an incredible musician, you know. I don't think I've ever even heard him hit a wrong note, and that's Freddie Mercury stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he is just so incredibly talented. Mark is from Montreal. I moved to Nashville. He was in a Christian band called Down Here, and they actually went down there mm-hmm. <laughs> to uh, get signed. Uh, they did get signed, and they and they, they got signed in Nashville. Yeah, I got signed, mm-hmm. and, and they had quite a uh, quite a good following in the Christian world. Christian you know, country, right? Yeah, Christian yeah. kind of sort of. Pop rocky country. It's where you go to the uh, the the Opry and they have a lot of those singers. Yeah, they all abused. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he uh, he never really. Uh, he, they were just they were trying to make it in the rock world yeah. though. You know, it wasn't really the country thing. It was trying to sort of do the pop rock yeah. thing. Um, and um, you know, kind of a struggling musician, and 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 they they got some things going, and and, and but it was never really like you know. Mm-hmm. And um, Brian May from Queen started. We will rock you. The show we will rock you. Mm-hmm. Okay, touring, you know, sort of rock version musical of Queen. Um, never made it to Broadway, uh, I, I believe not, and and just sort of just did this touring round for a while. And Roger Taylor, the drummer of Queen, said, "You know what? If Brian's going to do that, I'm going to do something as well." So through mm-hmm. American Idol, he put out this message: "Okay, we're going to do we're going to do a." Queen tribute band, mm-hmm. and we're gonna make it the most recognized Queen tribute band mm-hmm. from Queen. We'd be our, our official our official tri- yeah. tribute band. And I think it was a business proposition. And hey, let's get Queen back on the road. And while we're over here, the tribute band can be over here, mm-hmm. and we can be sort of doing this sort of thing. You know, this mm-hmm. this. Yin-yang Sun never thing. sets on Queen. That, no. You bet. And this is before it really, you know, yeah. blew up again. Yeah. Which is, by the way, I think everything that they've done between Adam Lambert and the tribute bands in the movie, I think that's what really spurred yeah. this interest. Well, that's because yeah. the, the, the generations, the, the dual generation in terms of those of us who grew up listening to him and We Will Rock You and all those songs to this n- younger generation yeah. listening to him now, my girl's 13 and 10, that's all they watch. They yeah. all listen mm-hmm. to him. Yeah, right. yeah. And it's amazing because my daughter is, uh, I can't stand her taste in music. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm like... I'm We're like, going to get to that stuff later. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that too. Uh, but she uh, is it, totally in love with Queen too. And and, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, she's she's been yelling it in my ears. Say, don't stop me now! I'm like, all right, all right. <laughs> I play this enough, you know. So, uh, but but then I, then I go, oh God, I actually love this song. I'm yes. <laughs> so, um, so Mark uh, got a... They put out this audition... Uh, through American Idol, if you want to be in this official tre- Queen tribute band, send in some videos. Markson send, sends in this video of him singing uh, "Somebody to Love," and um, and I'll tell you a funny story about that video in a minute. But uh, he gets in the shower, goes to sleep, wakes up in the morning. There's a million hits on that video already. People are freaking out, and sure enough, he gets the job. And it was called Queen Extravaganza, and. Uh, uh, they debuted it on American Idol. You could still see it on YouTube, and um, I don't really know the whole story. I also don't really want to get involved. I sort of—it's like the 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 you know you're with a with a girl and you want to kind of close your ears to the boyfriend she's had before, yeah, kind of thing, yeah. you know. <laughs> you know? Uh, and so I'm not listening. Not listening. Yeah. 
And uh, so uh, all I know is that uh, they, they toured for kind of a lot of hit and miss stuff. Did a lot of stuff in Europe. Did one small tour of the United States. And um, for what I know, the, the, the production mm-hmm. was almost as big as a Queen production. And what started to happen was they were spending so much money on the production that it, it was like an upside down project where the musicians were not getting anything uh-huh. really. You know, you know, it was sort of one of these things. So they stopped touring for a while. They just kind of put the brakes on, and they were doing sort of like corporate things and one offs and, and stuff like that. And um, fast forward to um, about a year and a half ago, um, I guess I'll tell you this story too. The producer of our show, uh, Paul Horton. Was is a producer in New York City who puts on a lot of these type of tribute shows. Mm-hmm. He's got mm-hmm. a Pink Floyd one. He's got a great Bowie one. <laughs> um, and uh, he's starting a, a, a starting. What's the one he's doing now? Anyway, well, he's got he's got a couple going on. Anyway, um, so uh, he hires this Argentine tribute band by Queen to play uh, Argentine. Uh, Argentine, Argentine yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, don't stop me now. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I kind of sounded Indian there. Right? <laughs> That's you know? karaoke. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. they're popular all over the world. An Argentine? <laughs> yeah. Like an oxymoron. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Los, los Reinas? <laughs> los Reinas? <laughs> Queen. Uh, now I sound a German. Okay, uh, but um, he hires them uh, to do a, like a three or four date thing that he puts on. And a week before, they cancel and the producer's like, oh my god, I'm going to get sued. What am I going to do? Scrambling, scrambling, scrambling. Stumbles upon Mark's video for somebody to love. And he goes, i got to get this guy. Hires Mark. He, Paul, the, the producer, puts together a band of a bunch of jazz musicians reading charts on stage for Queen. Reading charts. Yeah, reading charts, yeah. <laughs> you know, they're reading like under pressure, you know, looking at their music ding, stand. Ding, you know, ding, 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 you know. <laughs> Somehow the show goes off. They pull it off. Wow. Paul always says the spirit of Freddie Mercury has made its way into the theater. But right after that, he's like, all right, we're not having these guys, you know? So starts putting out the calls. First guy he gets a hold of is my guitar player, Angus Clark, who is a great guy to have on your Mm -hmm. show, by the way. Lives in Maplewood. He's the guitar player of Trans-Siberian Orchestra West. Okay. Okay. Call him up. Call him up. Angus, yeah. Wonderful guy. uh, One of my best friends. He's the one of two Anguses I like to have on the yeah, show. Absolutely. Angus, well, Angus, yeah, absolutely. I don't know if Angus from ACDC is yeah, there. Yeah, Angus Young is a bit up there now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You might, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> be able to understand. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Angus uh, says, I can't do it, but I'm going to give you the name of, of a guitar player up in Toronto. His name is Tristan. Tristan Avakian. He decides to do it. Tristan is the original guitar player in Queen Extravaganza with Mark. Uh, uh, full circle. Chris, Tristan calls... Brandon Etheridge, our music director, he's the original piano player in Queen Extravaganza. So they get together, and then he goes, well, I named the name of a drummer, and Angus gives him my name. So to be honest with you, the gig really just fell in my lap. And, and, it, and now the, it's the universe working at all. It's, it's, uh-huh. the it's the universe. Well, you know, I always say, like, look, you go and you plant your fires and and you plant the seeds, Absolutely. and at some point the gasoline goes up. It and just that, goes. Yeah, part of your work. The lucky law you get, of attraction, right? baby. The law of attraction. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's really what happened. Was was uh, you know uh, I've been working with Angus and Trans Siberian Orchestra for many years, and uh, and and it just kind of came to me. And since then, it, it was like magic. It just came together. We started playing together. We're like, whoa. Are you having yeah. fun with it? 
Oh my god! Are there, are there favorite favorite songs? Do you have roadie like swing? Uh, I I don't have roadie. I'll tell you. I'll talk to you in a second. I don't have roadie. <laughs> I'll just wait here. The roadie the roadie <laughs> question this is, is a question. little more important. So please leave the room. <laughs> my favorite um, question. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, uh, we have a rider of all the things we yeah. need. Um, and I'm endorsed by many companies, so I could always call my companies up and have them send stuff if I needed. But mm-hmm. it's easier to just make a rider, and we go to the local, you know, um, stu- SIR. I don't know if you know what SIR is, Studio Instrument Recording, uh, Rental, I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, we go to the local, you know, guys, and they rent our stuff, think it us everything you need. And they really, those people really set most of the stuff yeah. up on stage for us. Yeah. So we don't really need roadies because mm-hmm. we kind of tweak our oh, own gotcha, stuff, gotcha. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, it's great to have a gig where you just walk on stage and most of the stuff's set all the time. That's like, awesome. Oh, you know, I waited my whole life for this. <laughs> no, but the next um, question of the roadies is... Yeah. Groupies. Uh, groupies. Uh, can't talk about that. All right. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> now your you, question. You know, we're, we're 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 an older band and we're all married and stuff. I wouldn't like even that, think, so. Randy, of asking about groupies. But thank you for going. Yeah. To be honest with you, um, there's groupies uh, everywhere. Uh, there there has to be groupies. Yeah. You guys are my groupies. <laughs> Wait, we are now. Did I say that yeah. out loud? Fan club. I think we're Jason's army. <laughs> echo. Echo. <laughs> Uh, we're you know we're 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 an older band and 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 the show is really about Mark when it when it comes yeah, down yeah. to it you know we're just his band and we're an amazing band and we work our asses off but it's really about his stardom yeah, and, and especially awesome. with the movie what what you yeah. know what you know so so then then of course you know to kind of finish off the story mm-hmm. it's been going so well and and the, and, and the the, the the crowds and the energy has sort of built up, built up, built up, and then he sang for the movie. You know, he's mm-hmm. he's Freddie's voice. Uh, most of the singing and so the movie. Mark was was Freddie's voice in the movie. Yes, is that right? No yeah. kidding. Yeah, it's it's well. Well, I knew it, Rami didn't. Okay, so a lot of the singing. So here, here here's here's I don't know the absolute one hundred percent to the number truth, but basically, Rami they said that they were marketing as Rami sang. With Freddie's parts and with Mark as well. Oh, okay. Um, okay. But Rami did not sing. Uh, maybe he sang like a little bit or something. But really, it's a mix of Mark and Freddie's voices. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. Most of them are like the whole. Um, it looks real. I mean, it's yeah, amazing. Yeah, it's it sounds, amazing. Sounds amazing. The yeah. whole um, uh, Live Aid part, which had me in tears. Oh, my it was, gosh. I was like, oh, well, I, remember best that, ever. I remember oh, that. I remember that, right? You know? Um, the whole Live Aid part was Freddie's tapes restored. Yeah. Uh, oh. From the live version. I think from live version. Uh, at, but a lot of the stuff, like, when you heard, like, I remember one part when, um, did you see the movie? Yeah, twice. You know. Twice, okay. So you know the part it. where the kid's in the hallway, and he goes, hey oh. Yeah, and, yeah. And Freddie yeah. looks at him and goes, hey yeah. oh, or yeah. whatever. But, like, I hear that in my ears every night. I'm like, oh, that's totally Mark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so a lot of the studio stuff is Mark. Uh, I think when, I think when he's at the piano singing, when he's writing Bohemian Rhapsody, I'm pretty huh. sure that's Mark. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean it's you know that alone has and and it's a weird thing because Mark signed an NDA, he signed a he, he yeah. could talk about it. Well, we uh, but the new, yeah, right. Yeah. But, the new, but Rami actually outed him, uh, and Rolling Stone outed, outed yeah. him, and there was a whole article about it in Rolling Stone. And right after that, it was like oh, and and then yeah, I mean the, the last show we did in Miami was like oh my god. I mean there was people like hanging off the rafters, you know. So uh, it's been huh. uh, pretty awesome. Yeah. It's been an amazing experience. You know, it's a hard thing for me too because I've, my my love has always been original music and mm-hmm. writing original music. And I write constantly, and I'm in original bands and stuff. But to be working as much as I am in a tribute act yeah. is and this is more than a tribute act. Well, yeah, but at the is, same this time, is not some random cover yeah, band. it's not a random cover. No, you're band. not just playing bars in Hoboken. Yeah. Right, you are right, touring right. the world. Yeah, exactly. Playing great music. Exactly. So, so it's it's a it's a weird uh, it's this weird chasm we're in where I yeah. can't really put a 
finger on really what it is, you know, yeah. just riding it. It's a far cry from being a three-year-old in preschool leading the drum line in school. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Well, my, my, that my, was the fundamentals. My, That's where it all well, started. My, my, my humor and uh, my maturity level is still there. So, you know. We can only hope. Yes. Yeah. We can only hope. Jason Gianni is Who our jokes. guest here on uh, <laughs> to the Dead. I'm glad we went there. Yeah. Yes. Now, of course, this is a, a show about being a dad, so you're yeah. a touring musician. Yes. And a dad. Yes. Now, you already sort of hinted at your daughter's musical tastes. Uh, didn't, don't say talent. <laughs> no, it's a taste. Nothing just taste. Just taste. How, old is, how old is your... Yeah. She's, she's 48. No, okay. I'm kidding. She's, uh, she's turning 13 in eight. Paternity oh, tests. Okay. So we got Paternity tests are pending. We got some more age kids. Yeah. 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 Just had her mouth mitzvah. Yeah. Oh, Mazel Mazel Matzah glove. All right. Yeah. Where's the chair? There it is. Yeah. See, Jason is the kind of guy I would like to lift that yes. chair. I, I'm always... You probably could lift, Jason. Well, I, I'm always being volunteered to lift the, you know, 300-pound grandma. Absolutely. Yeah, well, well, lately, you know, you look down, you see a tummy, and you're like, yeah, that's... that's like, yeah, that, I wasn't there before. Hardly, hardly. Yeah. We, we love the dad bod. We, yeah, we yeah. brag about it here. Okay, good, 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 good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like I said, you know, Mondays and Wednesdays, biceps and tries. Yeah. Tuesdays and Thursdays, pizza and fries. It's, a, it's an easy regimen for it any day. It seems like every day's Tuesday and Thursday. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, it's all, all, all around here. Pretty exactly, much exactly. So, yeah. so what does uh, Bella think of, of your profession? I mean, you don't have the, the typical dad job. Yeah. You know, lawyer, accountant, doctor, etc. Well, well, for one, uh, let me clarify that I... I I was going to say, I'm not always touring. In the last couple of months, I've been touring a hell of a lot. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm lucky. You know, I, I'm... I, I have a lot of friends in the music industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm friends with a lot of people who are way up there. And, and, and I, I know people who are on the road, you know, a year straight wow. kind mm. of thing, you know. And that's when I really ask the question, like, how does your family deal with this, you know. For me, I'm lucky. I'm mostly weekend warrior type of stuff, mm-hmm. you know. And during the week, I teach in the city and in Philadelphia. Um, so, uh, for the most part, I am home. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, not a lot, but I'm home. Do you have a studio okay. at home? I do. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's tough. It's tough when I have to go. It, it always seems like I, I, I'm away for certain periods of time, and then I'll get this block of time where I'm gone for a while. Mm. Like, I played in Singapore with Rock of Ages for a month. Uh, you know, I was in China uh, touring for, you know, a, a month or something. Um, I did a TV show in Miami for five months. I came home twice. But I was down there for five months. Oh. Yeah. So that's hard on them. That's hard on them. But for the most part, I do get to see them. I do get to sleep in my bed a couple nights a week. Um, it's not easy. It's. I think the hardest one is is, is really on me. Because, mm-hmm. you know, the, the amount of traveling. And mm-hmm. I think it would be easier if you're already out there and you do a two-hour bus ride to the next place and two-hour bus ride to the next place and two-hour... You know, I think that would be even easier. I'm coming home. I'm going to airports. I'm going on planes. I'm... I'm Getting transferred from place to place, I'm sleeping in strange beds. Yeah. Coming back, sleeping in my bed, it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, she, as far as what she thinks of dad, because we're talking about dads here, um, it, it's um, it, it she she loves it, and she, how do I say this? She doesn't brag about it as much as I would want. <laughs> oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, but, but at the same time, she doesn't. But I don't want that either. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I'm kind of a private person. Yeah. Uh, look, we're, we've been friends our whole lives, yeah. you know, and, and I'm, I'm no different than when I was a kid. I'm not, I'm not like, you know, like, you know, I've got my bow tie on, you know, like, you know. Yeah. It's like, you know. What, what do you like doing with her when you are home? 
Or what do you like doing as a family? Um, we just love to sit in front of the fireplace and just like, nice. you know, listen to some music and, uh-huh. and watch TV and she edits next to us. And a lot of it is also, I know it sounds kind of like lame to be at home and just sitting around, but a lot of it is because I am on the move so much mm-hmm. that the times that I get to, I just want to chill, yeah. man. Yeah. You know, I just want to, I want to put the shades down, um, you know, my wife likes all the sunlight in the house. I'm yeah. like, like close the blinds. You know, I want to just be like, kind of like, you know, in a dimly lit room with the fire around them. And I think it's just awesome. You know, yeah. but you know, when we have a chance, I, I, I like to see if, if they could come out with me and travel a little bit. And yeah, do they come out at all? Um, not much, not yeah. much. Mm-hmm. But we actually, I just returned to San Francisco. I played the first show in San Francisco that we had, and they came out. and We did California, and I love to show them around when I'm on the road, and I love to travel with them. We're going to Cuba in in a month. Oh. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Is that a work trip or is no, that a vacation? No, it's a cruise. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah that's fun. We're big yeah. cruisers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool, cool, yeah. cool. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I mean, really, I mean, you know, of course we love to eat and go to great restaurants and stuff, but um, really just, just chill with each other. Yeah. You know, I've been with my wife for, this is going to be our 29th year together, 27, uh, 28th year together, and, uh, you know, it, it's just great, you know, having a close-knit family like that. Mm-hmm. You so know? you need a lot of support in kind of what you do as a living. Oh, you yeah. have to. I mean, there's oh, a lot of yeah. flexibility. There's a lot oh, yeah. There's understanding that Thank you're on God the road and what you do. Oh, my God, yeah, yeah. yeah shout, sure. out to, uh, we shout out to the wife. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. Like I said, Mom, number one hardest job. Number one hardest yeah. job. Next to working in a coal mine and cleaning the Verrazano Bridge. No. Yes. <laughs> it's a tough job. Yes, you pick these. <laughs> I do that on, on the weekends. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have a side hustle. Yeah, right, right, But right, what, right. what's kind of nice to hear, Jason, is that, you know, to make up for all the lost time when you're on the road, it's not like you're having to hustle off to Disney World or... Go on these, you know, long trips. You know, we're chilling at home in front of the yeah, fire. Yeah, being teams. with the dad, wanting to be with his daughter, just chilling. Yeah, you know, um, I don't want to get into a whole uh, personal thing, but my wife and I had uh, uh, natural problems conceiving. So my my daughter is actually IVF. And oh. first shot too. First, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that awesome. You had to go through. Yeah, that, but was, yeah. There's uh, that's but fantastic. You hear yeah. stories on you know having to do this over and over and mm-hmm. over again, and it's an expensive toll. It's an emotional it, it, toll. It so. was so and emotional. You did it. That's that's incredible. Yeah, it was so emotional, and it was also during a time where I, uh, my career wasn't good, and I didn't want children, and my wife did, and it was it was just really it was a uh, it was a tough it's t- t- a tough time to relive so when you found out that so. your wife was pregnant yeah. and you were going to be a dad yeah. what went through your mind um <laughs> uh, my head through the windshield <laughs> yeah, no, listen, we, we've all been there we've, I mean, so that's yeah, why this a little spike perhaps right, 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 this, right, right. this is bad at dad this is honest yeah. Yeah. you also you realize you're going to be a dad what went through my mind why did the rope just break <laughs> now um I uh I was split. Uh, yeah. In one side, you know, my wife is so passionate about things, mm-hmm. and we had gone through so much to make yeah. this happen that um, I was so happy for her. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I, I was so, she, I heard it in her voice. I was actually on the road. I was in Colorado, and she called me. I was in a parking lot, and she said, I'm pregnant. And, and I was so happy for her. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other side, I just, I just didn't know what to think. You know, I just, uh, you know, it, 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 I didn't, I was at a point where my band was kind of failing. Uh, we were signed to a label. So, of course, you're trying to think, oh my gosh, yeah. I'm going to do this, I'm going to handle exactly. it. Exactly. My, my dream, the band. And exactly. So, your actions got to be completely, makes complete sense. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. I think, I think if I was more established, I think if it was like a situation like where I am now, mm-hmm. I probably have a better attitude about right. it, mm-hmm. uh, but I just, I just, you know, because you, you, you're pregnant, you're gonna have a kid, you got to step up and be a dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't even be a musician at this point. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's so, and that's the pressure you face was authentic yeah. and genuine yeah. concern, fear. 
Uh, and so you go through the pregnancy. Yeah. Right? Uh, did you know you are going to have a girl? Uh, we didn't find out until... Uh, four weeks... Four, uh, four so months into okay, it. So you found out yeah, that we were going to have a girl. Yeah, and then... Yeah. And uh, then that I wanted. I wanted a girl. I did yeah. not want a boy. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of guys wanted girls. Because yeah. boys raise their legs, they mark the territory. You, you want, the well, we also are boys. I'll say dealing with ourselves. I'll say a PG thirteen uh, uh, joke, or maybe slightly R. But uh, I didn't want a boy because I, I, I said to one of my friends, he goes, "I said, you know, the, the whole penis thing, you know." Yeah. And and he goes, "Well, what do you mean?" He goes, "Like the thirteen start humping everything." He goes, "Yeah, but when you have a boy, you have one penis to worry about." Yeah. Yes. Girl, you have a, I didn't put that one in consideration. So, uh, yeah. but no, but that that actually really yeah. raised my uh, my um, excitement. For yeah. it. I'm not saying this was a field day for my wife because it wasn't, but for me, the emotional toll was uh, anything the hardest thing I've ever had to deal with. Yeah. Um, and then of course, you know, she comes out, she's crying, you know, and we both start crying because everything's great. She's breathing. And uh, they give her, you know what an APGAR score is? Yes, that's what they test. Yeah, they test the baby. Yeah, right see, see how everything is. The They're yeah. like, baby's perfect, 9.9, .9, perfect. Hey. They go, she's so perfect. They clean her up, they put her in my arms, they go walk her down to the, um, the, 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 the NICU <sighs> or whatever. That's so awesome. and, and my parents and her parents and my sister are in the hallway and they're expecting a bunch of doctors to come out to get the, the, they, the cameras, right, yeah. right? Yeah. The doubles doors open, they just kind of look down, and there's me. Alone with the baby walking down the hall. I just got goosebumps. I love that scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, oh my god, it's yeah, amazing. The lights behind me, and they're like fumbling for their cameras. They're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, you know. And they're like, what happened, you know? And I'm like, everything is perfect. Yeah, you know. That's a, it's a great ending. Oh yeah. my god, months yeah. and months of stress. And yeah, so uh, to sort of, you know, sort of kind of get back to it, the original question of what we like to do together, you know. Um, I, I only wanted one kid because of this, mm -hmm. um, and uh, I kind of didn't really want. I wanted a bigger family when I was younger, but then when I got going with my career and yeah. and you know everything that got was along with everything with the president went along with the pregnancy. Yeah. I was like, this is, good. this is good. This is good. I'm fine. I, I am and fulfilled. Then, yeah, I am fulfilled. And, and 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 I'm sure you guys feel the same way about your own kids, but we really have an incredible kid, and we don't need anything more. At least mm -hmm. I don't. Yeah. Um, so when we're home, man, it's just like let's just, just, just chill, be, yeah. just be with each other. What you an know? incredible story. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I'm sure a lot of people listening. Well, probably the other piece going is, through that. You know, talk about the first moment you found out you were struggling as a musician, trying right. to figure things out, and the challenges you went through. She's born. It puts everything else in such oh, perspective. Yeah. Nothing. Oh yeah, my band broke up. Right. Oh, like, yeah, okay, yeah. no big deal. I moved back to the East Coast. Right. Yeah, that's when we moved back. You know? Right. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, nothing else mattered. Right. And so yeah. there she is, and now. We didn't know then. Yeah. And what you know now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Nothing, and that that puts life in perspective. And anything else yeah. that happens going forward. Yeah. I got goosebumps again. Got, you know, it's, got it, Bella. It, it's yeah. interesting. Um, there was a there was a time where when Jody was pregnant, um, my mom said something to me. I don't remember what she said, but something to the effect of like, you know, what happens if you get involved with something with your band and your your wife doesn't support it or or. You know, it's too taxing on the family. I don't know something to that effect, and I and and I, and I was like, well, there, well, then I just, I didn't say I just leave, but it was more like, look, I got to go with the music. This is my career. Yeah. That I, I mm -hmm. not screw them, but right. basically, sure, yeah. you know, they they got to deal with this. Yeah. You know, I don't remember how I said it, and now I I feel the opposite. Now mm -hmm. it's just like, 
Yeah, I mean, maybe it's because I have a good career going. Well, you also but, have the support of an incredible wife. Yeah, yeah. yeah and you have the, the love and blessing of your daughter. Yeah, yeah. That it's it's not even relevant. Yeah, it's and not. And you know that you got your music, and it's not just music and being a band. Mm -hmm. Your music in, is your life. Yeah, it's my life. You're yeah. teaching, and that whatever you do, music yeah. is just a part of you. It's yeah. who you are. Yeah. And that's why it's not either or. It's just... Part. It's just everything's a part. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they call that work-life integration. Yeah. There used to be this thing called work-life balance. balance. You know, yeah. you go to work. Yeah. And then wherever you go home, five, yeah. six, seven yeah. o'clock, then there's that break yeah. and you go home okay. and you spend no, time no, with you your just, family. Just but you now, it, you know, the cosmos is yeah. all It's not it's what all you one. do, it's who you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I'm really blessed in that way that, you know, her family supports everything I do and my family does and they support and... You know, I wouldn't be here for it weren't for them. I mean, my wife has a good job. She makes quite a bit of money and, and has the insurance. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, my wife does, too. Right. She's a teacher, so there you go. that's how yeah. we make it. And because yeah. of that, we found a lot when it comes to being bad to the dad uh, is the support of our spouses. Yeah. You know, we've had other dads who've been here who are single. Uh, they find a way to do it. You know, mm -hmm. if you've been divorced and everything, you get married a second time. But that support is everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, it's blind. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, you know... Everything should be okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you know, it's still you still got to deal with living a life, though. You know, there's still the normal. Of course, like, raising the there's children. There's peaks and valleys and, and the frustrations. Yeah. Turn the damn lights off. Yeah. Turn the damn. Oh lights my off. god, that is so funny. That's such a big joke in our house. Where like I walk in and it's like it's like I'm standing in the center of the sun. You know, I'm like what are you doing? And, you know, it's like oh, you know, our heating bill is too high, or and this is. I'm like, well, check the electric bill for Christ's sake. You know, mine is stop wasting cereal. Yes, stop wasting. <laughs> Or a gigantic bowl, bowl of, of cereal, cereal. In the morning and maybe eat half of it, and the rest of it's in the sink. Yeah, that, that's that's yeah. My daughter too. She eats like a bird. She she has a humongous appetite of the eyes. Uh huh. Yeah. I want this. I want this. I want this. And then she'll eat one noodle yeah. and then and then start editing. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? It's refueling. Yeah, right. Yeah. right, right, right when they start yeah. wasting food, that's yes. when I show them the pictures yeah. of the kids in India. So. What, a, yeah. what a fantastic <laughs> story, but I mean, God. This is incredible. Jason Gianni. Hello. Jason. It's great to uh, be catching up with you. You want to give a shout out real quickly about your band, some tour dates, and if sure. you want to Sure, yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, if you want to see me on the road, I, unfortunately I'm not going to be doing a lot of local gigs because we're really flying out right. to places, but uh, theultimatequeencelebration.com, uh, starring Mark Martell. Uh, tour dates are, are up there. I'm also playing with Mark Wood. Mark Wood is the original violin player of the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. We are always... Always playing in different Trans places. Siberian Orchestra. It's a band called Stratospherius in New York City. Great progressive rock band with a lead violin player. Amazing. Uh, yeah, uh, those are the big three right now. And you can still tune into SpongeBob and hear me every Saturday morning. And are you ready, kids? <laughs> are you, Captain? <laughs> I didn't do that part. That's the good, the good news. That's the kind of thing you hear in your sleep. Yes. Yeah, of course, yeah, I hear yeah, them. Yeah. I say probably because Nickelodeon's always fantastic. On. Yeah. So, Jason, great thank seeing you guys. On. Thanks for coming on. Bad oh, to the yeah. Dead. Bad yeah, to the Dead. Good. Thank you for having me. I'd like to thank our guest, Jason Gianni, touring drummer, good friend, local dad. Just a lot of, a lot of fun. What a spending. fantastic story. Yeah, and, and just the way he opened up about, you know, becoming a dad and, you know, his the, music his passion. Wife getting pregnant and everything to. I, I really. I, it's good. Just everything about that conversation was remarkable. Fully loaded episode, you know. fully loaded interview, and I want to thank him for spending so much time with us. You know, I know he was just on the road in Vegas, and now he's about to tour with the Ultimate Queen Celebration. So, you know, and as we were talking, it's very reminiscent of my brother. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, uh, you know, for me, this whole episode is in memory of my brother. 
Um, his, uh, his yard site, those who aren't Jer- uh, Jewish, uh, his anniversary, his Hebrew anniversary is uh, this coming week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to hear his story about music and his passion, uh, my father is a musician. Uh, so it's really, uh, I'm going to make this, this episode in memory of uh, my brother because I was just so touched by listening to his story and journey and, and how much music spoke to his life. May your brother's memory forever be a blessing, and Thank I'm you. glad that we can use this podcast as a way to, to keep the flames of his memory alive. However, yes. we also have a big moment this week. Ah, uh, yes. As yes. we end. Uh-huh. Tell us real quickly. I am turning 45 Woo! on Tuesday. Happy birthday. Yeah, thank you. I, I don't think of it as getting a year older. I think of it as an opportunity to do something new. And this podcast this year is something new for me. Something, new. something new for you. Yes. And for me, that's, that's a birthday gift because... You always have to challenge yourself. You always have to push yourself to, to do something different and fun, something that you enjoy, something that is so, something that you can call your own. And and this for me is is a gift. Every time we do this, it's a gift. It's a highlight. Forty five is a pretty big year. Yeah, right? I'm okay with it. But you're also but you're also acknowledging your birthday. I mean, the great thing about uh, Facebook for those of us in that generation mm-hmm. is uh, you're having people donate money to a particular cause, right? Yeah, I think it's a a great new intervention that Facebook is doing. It's not just about having all of your friends come out of the woodwork they haven't spoken to all year, mm-hmm. saying happy birthday, happy birthday, Adam, which which is lovely. Happy birthday, happy birthday, Adam. Thank you, Randy. But I think it's also kind of nice that the birthday celebrant can kind of, you know, make it a little selfless and choose a charity or a cause that's near and dear to their heart, where perhaps their friends do more than just say happy birthday, but contribute to a cause. I have selected the Lust Garden Foundation, mm-hmm. which is the foundation that does research and awareness for pancreatic cancer. Okay. Now, you might be wondering, Adam, you were talking about stroke mm-hmm. when we were talking about Luke Perry earlier mm-hmm. in the show. Why don't, you, why don't you do something about stroke? And that's very important to me, too. Mm-hmm. But the thing about stroke is it's preventable mm-hmm. with medication, as you mm-hmm. said, doctors, consultations, yeah. diet and exercise. Strokes can be prevented. Mm-hmm. The thing about pancreatic cancer, and again, we're talking about this because Alex Trebek Mm -hmm. announced that he had stage four last week. The thing about pancreatic cancer is there is no detection system. Yeah, nothing. It just happens. Out of the blue. And it's devastating. And, you know, you and I have lost friends to this. Mm -hmm. One guy was 50 years old. He learned about it in January. By May, he was gone. Terminal. It's done. You hear it? It's a death sentence. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if there is some way that we can raise money mm-hmm. so the Lust Garden Foundation and other research institutions can come up at least with the detection system, mm-hmm. that could be the springboard mm-hmm. to other perhaps you know, other preventions, mm-hmm. medications, mm-hmm. You know, ways to eradicate pancreatic cancer from our society. That would be, that would be a great birthday present for That'd the next That would be fantastic. Year. And uh, uh, really just a, a magnificent episode. I mean, the highs and lows, the peaks and valleys... Um, I, I can't wait to see what comes. We have a lot more coming up, don't we? Absolutely. So next week is St. Patrick's Day. Oh, a little bit, of <laughs> bit of Irish. Whiskey? That was my Irish accent. That sounded more like well. a witch. It's like, it sounds like you live, you live in a candy house. Yes. And you're, and you're going to eat any that child was, that's that not five. Can you give me an Irish accent on it? Well, you know, no, I, you know, I, I probably could. Why don't I wait till, till we'll next, wait next week? Well, 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 that's a teaser. That's a teaser. Top of the morning to you. That's so bad. Yeah, because usually my Irish accent is peppered with salty language. Sort of like uh, an angry uh, Irishman. That's right. A a salty Irish sailor. So we're going to be doing St. Daddy's Day next week with a a great guest by the name of uh, Pat O'Hara. And Pat's family goes back way, 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 way back into the last century in starting 
St. Patrick's Day parades in Newark, New Jersey, and also where we record this podcast in West Orange, New Jersey. And I'm curious to hear about how these things come about, how parades start and why St. Patrick's Day is mm-hmm. really the, 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 the revelry that we know it is today. And as the irony states, today is the actual parade here in West Orange. Right. So right. next week will be St. Patty's Day, which is the actual St. Patty's Day, and we will have... And he's an authentic Irishman? He, well, he's an Irish-American. Yes. He's not off-the-boat Irish. Okay. Though I think his family is. Mm-hmm. And he's got great stories to tell about the history of all of the parades that his family were involved in. Mm-hmm. So we're going to learn a little something. But we'll also celebrate St. Patrick's Day, because everyone's Irish on St. <laughs> Patrick's Day. Does uh, that make you happy? <laughs> Thank you. I'll wear my green, brother. This is Bad to the Dead. Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Dad.